Hello, my name is Michaela. Last week we were talking about Chrissy and Caitlin's COVID experience. And throughout that experience, one thing we were talking about, stress. <laughs> I just want to go around and ask, how would you describe your COVID experience in three words, like a little three-word summary about that? The whole experience has been very, very wild and has really brought on a whole lot of stress. Before we get into, you know, all of the interesting and stressful parts of COVID in this episode, the amount of times I'm going to say stress will probably end up being a game. I think throughout this experience, I've had a little bit of jealousy, honestly, because I was being a safe and smart citizen, um, like most of us were, being inside, but scrolling on Instagram or looking on Twitter, seeing people that I know or that I will know at my university, like, okay, she's like in Mexico, he's like in Miami, <laughs> these people are in Atlanta, this girl just randomly decided to go to Greece, like, it was, I felt so jealous because I'm like, okay, well, like I'm at my little home, like my home university, being a safe person trying to beat this COVID pandemic and y'all are having a good time. Like it really, I would describe COVID as a group project because you know, everyone knows in a group project, there is one person who's going to take responsibility and do the work. Everyone else is going to be like, I type my name on the slide. I did it. Those are the people who were partying during the pandemic. <laughs> the ones who were staying inside were the ones who like actually did the project so everyone can get an A. So that's exactly <laughs> how it felt for me. Exactly, Michaela. And those are the people who don't get COVID. <laughs> and those who actually take precautions are the ones who get COVID, which is not fair. Yes, like everyone gets an A, but some people weren't stressed about getting the A. So let's go back to Anita's questions. Um, we'll start with Cole. We haven't heard from Cole today. Yeah, so I would describe um, COVID experience as interesting because we really weren't expecting it at all. It just came out of the blue. And that brings me to the next thing. It was very surprising, like with the amount of stuff, the amount of outcomes that have happened amount of hospitals that have been backed up because of COVID, just everything around the world, really. And it's just stressful, which is my third word as well, because you're stuck in one room trying to quarantine from everyone else, and you just don't want to get it. You hope not to get it and just contract it, really. Definitely. Definitely. Very stressful. Very stressful on a number of points. I'm not even going to go into it because we can all just make a whole list about stress. How about you, Chrissy? How would you describe COVID? Um, since you guys kind of mentioned all the words that I was thinking about already, girl, I'm going to be different and say like a phrase or something. Um, I would say brand new person, if that works. Um, I definitely like learned many things and see my life in a whole different perspective now. Like I'm appreciating the little things more and making sure to not take anything for granted because I definitely took a lot of things for granted and didn't realize it until I 
couldn't have them anymore because of COVID to the point that I feel like I'm not the same person anymore from the start of this pandemic to the end of it. Well, like coming to the end of it. But yeah, like even looks wise, like I was so bored over quarantine that I was just constantly making changes to myself. Some I regret, but some I'm happy with. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that because when I came back to school for like some school events that started to happen recently, I couldn't recognize like anybody. Everybody looked different. And yeah, I think that would be a great way to describe COVID as brand new person. Yeah, I agree with Chrissy. This is definitely an eye-opening experience, COVID. And also, I think I actually had some, got somewhat of a fashion sense. Uh, (laughs) I was more of like a sweats and hoodies person. And now I'm like dressing business cash like every day. (laughs) I'm like, oh man, I don't know what this is. But uh, yeah, definitely an eye-opening experience. I don't know if that's one word, but we'll just take it as uh, my my phrase. And definitely I would describe uh, COVID as a... uh, a big party pooper <laughs> um, because, you know, it COVID kicked me out of my university my first year. Um, you know, when you're learning how to uh, be on your own and, you know, make your uh, own decisions, uh, starting a new friend groups. So definitely COVID was a party pooper. I would say that COVID in one word was annoying. <laughs> one just people in general, Cole, you know, Florida, just I, every time I turn on the news, there was something new about Florida. <laughs> How people were going around and just spending time at beaches. I was like, I'm never going to Florida. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> you have no clue how many people just go out and do not care whatsoever. I mean, they're just all over the place. <laughs> Because, I mean, we really didn't mandate it that much. I mean, we just kind of did our own thing at that point. <laughs> we're, for, yeah. we're Floridians, after all. <laughs> hey, guys, you're listening to the Teens and Vaccines podcast. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, Instagram at teens.n.vax, spelled V-A-X. Again, that's teens.n.vax, spelled V-A-X. So you will never see me in Florida. That is all. <laughs> um, Fair. <laughs> but back to my annoying. It, it's just like, I feel like people didn't understand the severity of what COVID was. And they just weren't listening to precautions and the rules. And it just, it baffled me at points. Because I remember, I think it was 4th of July or last Memorial Day the COVID spikes went up because everybody was partying and having fun. And I love how so many people predicted that was going to happen. And I was like, if you're hearing that this is going to happen, why are you continuing to do it? Like, I know that we would still be in quarantine, but the COVID numbers would have gone down if you guys would have just listened and wore your masks. It just, it was so annoying hearing it on the news. Yeah, that's completely fair. <laughs> just be like, no, mom, stop watching. It's making me angry. It's making you angry. Turn it off. Say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, one of the big things just going off of what Kay said, I, I mean, this is just my personal opinion. I don't know. I, I'm. This is not scientific, I don't think. But um, I think one of the big reasons people were kind of not taking COVID seriously was it didn't happen to them. 
you know, like it didn't happen to people in their family. So they didn't know the severity of the situation. It's just like watching uh, something on it. It's like, oh, okay, something else happened. Uh, you know, something bad's happening, but it's not happening to me. So uh, there's no big problem. And especially we hear on the news a lot that it really only affected like the older generation. And so that kind of, I don't know, <laughs> like that might've made people think, you know, oh, I'm young, it's okay. Like, I'm not gonna get it. And if I do, it's just gonna be over in like five seconds. And so I think that that was like one of the big things. And I know, especially like people in university, like still going out for spring break and, you know, spending, or, I mean, like spending time with a huge group of people. So I think that's probably what like some of the big reasons is that, you know, we were just told like it's just it's really affecting just mostly the older generation. And if a young person gets it, nothing's going to happen to them or like they're just going to feel sick and it's going to be okay. So I feel like that's like one of the big reasons, which, you know, now hearing Chrissy and Kay's story, that's not the case. (laughs) You know, people don't know that they don't hear that uh, those stories. So to relate to that. Um, Like in school, when you read a book or watch a movie, some kids, they just read it to read it. Are they really grasping the theme or learning a lesson from it? Or are they just doing it to get a grade and it's over and you don't go back to it ever again? So, you know, you can just kind of relate that to your own life and just see how, you know, not everyone takes it to heart, just like how not everyone understood the severity of COVID. Yes, that is so true. That was actually a very good point, Ziara, because it doesn't make sense when you think about it. People really, people understand the severity of like leukemia and diabetes and all of these other illnesses, but COVID was just hard to handle. And I guess there were many other factors that go along with it. But to wrap up our question, I would describe COVID like Chrissy did in a phrase, which is never say never. Um, Not only is that the greatest Justin Bieber song of all time, if you know, you know. There were so many things that if you asked Michaela in March of like 2017, pre-COVID, we'll say February, I would not end up being the same person. There was a lot of stuff that I would not have ever thought I'd be a part of. like. I'll throw y'all back a whole year to like January. Remember when TikTok used to be that thing where it's like, I would never, I would never get a TikTok. Who does TikTok? Why would I get a TikTok? Who spends most of their day on TikTok? I do. We're all obsessed. I am obsessed. That's exactly what my mother said. And now she's on it all the time. (laughs) Yes. I know every song, every dance. Okay. I can renegade. I can cast away. I'm a backyard again at this point because of TikTok. I <laughs> never thought, and I, I'm a shy person, like in person. So I think Zoom helped me be a better person because I'm a little more outgoing on Zoom and in classes, stuff like that. It's <laughs> this whole experience been a stressful time, especially, and I can't imagine how it's been depending on what stage you're in and I guess your life or academic journey whether you're going into your senior year of high school your freshman year of college maybe you're like me you're going into your sophomore year of college without stepping foot on your campus yet it's just 
it's a whole lot of a whole lot. <laughs> I want to ask how were you guys able to manage your stress before lockdown started? I know there were so many different ways of being able to go and de-stress yourself. And how did that change when we had to stay home for like a year and a half? Hey there, listener. You're listening to the Teens and Vaccines podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at teens.n.vax. Again, it's at teens.n.vax, V-A-X, on Instagram. My way of de-stressing was literally just laying in bed, like even before COVID. I didn't do anything before COVID. I had nowhere to go, nothing to do, nobody to hang out with. And then COVID happened and I'm like, okay, this is two weeks stuck in the house. It's fine. And then it became a year and a little bit of change after that. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to start getting out more. So to distress, I would sit outside a lot and walk because I, I live in a development where it's kind of like not closed off, but it's a lot of places where you can walk through. So I walked a bunch. I listen to music. Music is my escape from everything. I can say that it has helped a lot. I think I got to talk to my mom more, like I became more open with her. So that was a good distressor. But I definitely did write a lot. I started to write some songs and uh, just write my feelings down in a journal, which really helped. But I can say that even though not COVID's not over, but things are starting to kind of go back to normal. I can say that it is still very, very stressful because you don't know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. And I feel like it's just built in fear that people have already not knowing what's going to happen. Not like just unexpectedly, we could come back to a quarantine and it'll be like, we just got out of this. And it'll be very stressful. But I think... I'm hoping that we start to distress after things become a bit more normal in life. Yes, yes. In my pre-pandemic life, which is kind of weird to be able to say that because it has been so long, I was a huge coffee shop type of girl. My favorite place to study was at a Starbucks. I just like the whole atmosphere of a coffee shop. I don't know. It, I feel like I'm in like a hipster type Disney movie when I study in a coffee shop. So (laughs) I'm just very productive. And that used to help me stay motivated and help me de-stress. And that was gone. And I think COVID gave me a whole different type of, it it was awkward stress because I did college from home. Like, College was in my room and I think it felt so weird to be stressed out about in like one place. (laughs) Like I'd be stressed about attending meetings or class or whatever, but I'd be sitting in the same chair. Like I wouldn't be all over the place. And I think that was just, it's very awkward. And it was kind of like a bubble almost. It was hard to get out of it. And it only stopped when the semester ended or when I was able to get like a wellness break. 
So, yeah. So how was handling stress in regards to school and things like that? Because I know a lot of the people in our little gang, except for ZR and I, have to worry about, you know, AP classes, standardized testing, and all of the lovely parts of high school that you will get out of because y'all are so close to going to college. So how was stress management in regards to that? Because AP classes are stressful, but (laughs) how stressful are they when you had to learn online or any other classes? I did not take any AP classes junior year. I'm, I think I'm going to take AP Calc this year. We'll see what happens. But when COVID first started, I was a sophomore. So, and it was March. So it was like halfway through the, or a little bit more than halfway through the year. And I can say that it was pretty easy during sophomore year because it's very close to the end of the uh, year and teachers didn't really know what they were doing. So there wasn't a lot of work to do. There wasn't a lot to handle. Then junior year came and it all went downhill. Um, Mostly because junior year is like one of the most important years in your high school life. And in my school, they did not have standardized testing, no finals, nothing. So whatever grade you get is the grade you have for the year. So that was the most stressful thing I had to go through because I was like, there's so much happening in my life. School is like the last thing on my mind at the moment because I'm having trouble focusing, doing one thing after another, so much homework to do. And I struggled a lot during my junior year. I got back into the right path, but I did struggle a bunch. I think I started to get back on track when I had my research paper because I knew that made or broke my junior year. And I can happily say that I passed it, (laughs) but I think that was the most stressful thing to think about, but also it was my de-stressor because then I didn't have to worry about it anymore. I knew that once I passed, I was going to be good. So it was a lot of uh, downs, but I finally got back up in the end. So that was really good. Hello, you're listening to the Teens and Vaccines podcast. Make sure to follow our Instagram, which is teens.n.vax. And yeah, I think academically, COVID really just hit. And it's very, it honestly cracks me up because I'm going to have to learn how to not learn virtually. I think that's going to be something that messes up me and a lot of my um, peers when we do get to be in person again, learning how to learn in person again. Did anyone experience like, relief when just hearing on the radio or the news that we would have you know we can almost come back to normalcy with vaccines coming out things like that what about UK I know that you mentioned that hopefully you'll be able to get your your taste back so did that 
hearing the vaccines was that maybe a relief hearing that there's a a possibility it was a relief but also kind of scary because you just don't know what's gonna happen when you have the vaccine there was just there were mostly rumors and then there are also facts about the vaccine so I'm like I know if I get it there's a chance that I'm gonna get my taste and smell back but there's also a chance that I could feel the symptoms of COVID again and I just do not want that at all but my mom got the vaccine and she had COVID as well and seeing her she just got really really tired so I'm like okay maybe there is a chance I'll be okay but um hearing a vaccine come out was it was I can say it was a fast vaccine that was made like really fast and also was very skeptical because it wasn't like FDA approved or anything. And that was kind of um, a stressor, but um, most of my family got the vaccine and they seemed to be okay. So that was a pick me up from my, my negative thoughts of the vaccine, but I am going to have to get it anyway because my school is making us get them. So I don't really have a choice anymore. (laughs) Yes, that is honestly so true. I think that's the main problem I've heard um, talking to friends and schoolmates and things like that about the vaccine, just how quickly it came out really scared a lot of people. For me, hearing the vaccine come out, I don't know if I was relieved per se. I personally just, I feel like I can't trust anyone after the pandemic and just watching things unfold. Like people were really mad that they like couldn't get their hair cut. Like when everyone else was like, people were dropping like flies And then there were people protesting that they couldn't get their hair cut. And that just made me, I feel like I lost trust in like the general public. For me, I got vaccinated and the vaccine felt like a way to protect myself because I personally feel like if I don't try to protect myself, no one else will. As always, we want to thank all of our sponsors, the Community Health Center Incorporated and the Weissman Institute and the School-Based Health Alliance for their support of our podcast. 